0: Hello everybody, Editing Robert here on Schedule Release Day. We've been a little delayed with our uploads over the last week, technical difficulties and the like, but we are back in session. So you know what we figured on doing? We figured on giving you guys two episodes in one day to celebrate NFL Schedule Release. We'll have a full pot up over the next couple of weeks. All things regarding Schedule Release. This week we're posting the NFL Draft episode and this one Our first official episode of the post credit scene. So basically, Shane and I over our years doing podcasts, we've always done this thing called a pop culture topic, which is basically just, you know, we do our normal sports thing. And then after we do an episode of that, or after we go through the rundown, we go through other things, mostly film, mostly, yeah, film and TV, um... You know whatever else is going on in our world, whatever other fun stories we can come up with. This is for you to kind of get to know us as people. Obviously, as we bring in new guests, um, I'll try to get them to do some of something like this in the future. Give us your thoughts about this. I wanted to put out this first one as like a full length episode to kind of get your your all thoughts on it and and see if you guys like the concept, if you like the concept maybe tweaked a little bit, if you like the format of a full length episode on the feed for the post-credit scene or you want it to be part of the mainline podcast like in our nfl draft episode we did uh adam driver being cast as uh mr fantastic in the new fantastic four movie that's coming out in a few years and this one we did cinema and moonfall which we previewed in our first episode a few weeks back let us know if you like this concept let us know what you like change in this concept i'm really open to feedback with this i want to make sure that this segment of the pod is is really fun for you guys and enjoyable, so please feel free to give us your feedback um, on the post credit scene segment, including a name change. I'm down for that as well. Um, so let us know your thoughts and happy schedule release day, everyone. Enjoy the pod. All right, welcome to episode two of the Los An- the Sports Ethos Los Angeles Chargers podcast. You can follow us at Ethos Chargers. You can follow me at Arcelosi. So we got Shane back for episode two. As we said we were going to do in the first episode, some of the things I also want to do for this pod, we'll see how this goes, is one of the things that we've done in our older podcast is do pop culture topics. Finish out shows, maybe do separate things. This is going to be like a separate episode with pop culture topics and you you have gotten me into film. You've been a film guy for a long time. Uh, well, tell us you. about your background in uh, filmmaking, Shane.
1: Um. Well, yeah. I'm. Uh, I guess I've been into it for several years now, but I've been doing it professionally for like a year at this point. So, um, yeah. You know, it's just always been it's always been what I wanted to do. So now that I can actually say that I do it for a living. That's pretty cool. <laughs>
0: and, and so with that I wanted to come on and talk about CinemaCon which started on Monday. It's running till the 27th. I think they're doing the flash screening right now. So let's start with the flash. Because we know the whole thing with Ezra Miller and everything else. But I'm pretty damn excited for this movie. Like it's number 2 for me on my like must watch for the summer. I think they have to get this movie right. Because they have to reboot this stupid DCEU and get James Gunn his clean slate or semi-clean slate. They have to do this movie right, I think, in order to really restart the universe. Now, obviously, they haven't done it right because Ezra's an idiot. I'm not, again, here's my stipulation. I am not going to see this movie for Ezra Miller. I'm going to see it for everyone who made the film. I'm going to see it to see Michael Keaton, which I have to rewatch his Batman movies because there are actually references now. I think it's the same universe. I pretty much hope it is. They pro- I'm sad they re- revealed it in the trailer, but whatever. We wouldn't have seen it if we didn't see Michael Keaton. I'm just being honest. Supergirl is gonna be fun. Well, what are your thoughts about the Flash? And are you are you as excited as I am now watching both of the trailers? They're doing the screening right now. Do you expect? Do you think it's important for DC to get this movie right to get themselves on a track to success under James Gunn?
1: Not really, to be honest with you. I, and here's why I say that I think it's a situation where, yeah, it would help. But I mean, regardless, everybody knows that the DCEU is just, or whatever they're calling it now, is just going to be. Well, it's the DCU now,
0: but but still the DC for the time being.
1: Yeah. They know that it's just going to be a. Hard reset.
0: Not entirely. We're still gonna have Peacemaker. We're still having Waller. So there's some pieces staying around, but.
1: I mean, yeah, but it's not like they're not they're not planning anything new, let's put it that way. Yeah.
0: With the with the current universe we are in.
1: Right. So it's like. I mean, in a sense, it's like, okay, well, you know, that's this thing over here, but now the James Gunn thing is this over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. It. I don't know. I'm not. Um, I don't. know. To me, like it just seems like nostalgia bait, and just honestly kind of lazy to just. It feels all like Batman. a Batman. Like
0: you're right. It feels like a revamp of New No Way Home. Like I feel like I'm gonna come out of the theater going, this was No Way Home. Maybe slightly better. I do think it's going to be a good film,
1: but I mean, I'm sure it will be. But it's you know, it's it's like the meme, you know. Can I copy your homework? Yeah, don't make it too obvious though. And th- that's like it's that, you know, <laughs> like the. Also, it's a Flash movie, not a Batman movie. Why are there all these Batman and in, in anyways? Um, side topic, but yeah, I mean, I, um, I'm. Glad it will be, hopefully, the last we see of Ezra Miller. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) As Flash. um, He wasn't that good of a Flash. Flash,
0: Even before,
1: you know, all the allegations came
0: out. So, I I want to talk about his Flash. Because even in the trailers, the the dude still feels like a rookie. I mean, at this point, the guy's been in-universe the Flash for... How many goddamn years by this point? Seven. And the kid is still like, oh, it's Batman. Holy shit. Like, no, you've seen him. Like, chill yeah. the fuck out. Like, I get, he's still, he still to me seems like a baby. And I feel like mm-hmm. this film is going to make him mature, but the character arc's going to end. So, like, what I don't understand. Like, I just don't get it. Like, if you're, And again, I'm nitpicking it from what I've seen. But it's like he's still this immature brat kid thing. So, And also they're like, now we're promoting it as a Batman movie. But I think they're also promoting it as a Batman movie because Ezra's kind of just there to like his character, like his Flash. His Flash is still so young or they're still portraying him as so young and he needs all this guidance and stuff. And I'm like, he's been in this universe he's been in this shit he's been in it like i'm just talking about his character i'm like yo like like for example why do we need a freaking now by the way i'm gonna talk about grant gustin in a moment why do we need grant gustin's flash in a freaking cameo in the Arrowverse to give him the name the flash he couldn't come up with that himself i'm not saying i didn't like the scene but like damn do you get my point though yeah
1: yeah i mean the you know all the batman that's I mean, it's kind of the selling point, right? Like, nobody likes Ezra Miller these days. And, <laughs> you know, the DCEU is obviously dead. So, you know, they got to say, like, oh, but hey, Keaton's back. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know, or whatever, who, you know, whoever it is. Uh, <clears throat> even though we just had, a new batman a year ago and we're having um, the
0: penguin and like
1: and we're having another batman in with two Jan years Gun. can we give it a rest on batman already <laughs> good god um
0: there's only so much you can do with the character and i think that's part of the problem is that dc's been leaning yeah. on him so heavily and also like they're not leaning on superman like that's part but of superman
1: my problem because here's the thing, Batman is DC's only main hero that is interesting. Out uh, of DC fans, I know you don't want to hear that, but it's true. Okay, the, because all their heroes are these totally unrelatable, like gods and
0: whatever it's who are impossible. just
1: perfect people who are perfect people, and you know, I'm the king of the sea. It's like okay, good for you. I don't like, well, <laughs> but. <laughs> Anyways. Marvel makes their characters
0: relatable. Is that kind of your point though when you're comparing them? Like Marvel makes their characters relatable, DC doesn't as much?
1: Yeah, I mean you know, the obvious comp with Batman in Marvel is Iron Man. Yeah. uh, Because they're the billionaire playboy, whatever. Um, But like Tony actually makes his stuff and it's cool. Like he can fly and all this stuff. But Batman, he just, you know, Bruce just goes around to different guys. Get me this thing. Uh, I want this. And then he just shows up and he just stands there. You know, it's like, what? I don't know. Anyways. Oh, can I also add this point. piece
0: too? We're going to have like three fucking jokers.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's another one that's overdone. At this point. Yeah. Um
0: speaking of overdone, what the hell is some of this movie slate that they've been shown at Cinemacon? Why are we greenlitting this stuff? Like who's here's my question to all you executives out there. Who the frick is greenlitting some of these damn movies? The I mentioned the Barbie movie in the past episode. I'm excited for that movie. For some reason, just because I'm curious about what the hell that movie's going to be like what we're making an adult Barbie cash movie grab. where Will Ferrell is the freaking Will Ferrell is the fucking toy company head. What the hell? Like what what is this? Like I don't it's all, okay, it's all a cash grab. Is it like is this yeah. movie a ca- do how much money do you really think this movie is going to make?
1: More than it should. <laughs> I'm I'm not just talking about Barbie. I'm talking about like all the reboots and remakes and sequels to movies that don't need sequels, and all the Batman returning, and it's it's just Hollywood is running out of ideas, and they're doing things that are safe that they know will make them money, so they just. Like,
0: is Barbie hey. safe? Is this a, is it a safe bet? I mean, they are reinventing the wheel.
1: Barbie is very popular. I'm just saying. You, you know, maybe not for guys like us, but...
0: For... Oh, I'm gonna go. I, I promise you I'm gonna go see it. Like, I uh, am, yeah, just because I, <laughs> yeah, because I... Yeah, mean, because I, I'm interested. This I'm movie kidding. looks so freaking yeah. weird. The trailer was 2001 A Space Odyssey. What?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like it's Barbie. I Barbie. Like, that you, know, you just have the second you show Margaret Robbie, you know, twenty percent of see. the male American population is like, "Oh yeah,
0: oh she's great."
1: She's um, pretty
0: damn good, but she's getting into some weird projects. She's been in weird projects. Yeah, it's freaking yeah. weird. Also, Dumb Money. Have you heard of this movie? No. Dumb Money. It's a movie coming out this year. And it's about, remember the GameStop stock prices during the pandemic? Yeah. It's literally about this guy who makes a bunch of money off it. That's the damn move. It's called Dumb Money. It's called, um. it's, uh, let's see, they show off footage. It's Paul, Paul Dano, Seth Rogen, Sebastian Stan, Shailene Woodley, Nick Offerman's in it. And I'm like, Nick Offerman the CEO of a hedge fund revealing this in basically he's so he's reve- this is the plot of the movie okay here we go Ken Griffin who's Nick Offerman the CEO of a hedge fund manager outlet Citadel LLC calls pockets in revealing that the 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 skyrocketing stock of GameStop is due to a YouTuber named Roaring Kitty and the real name is Keith Gill who's sporting the same long hair as the real life counterpart in the film So basically it's this who, the, who was the real life youtuber? Uh it's Keith Gill was the guy's name. And like the whole oh. point is the whole point is that the youtuber makes a bunch of money. So it's basically like the big short but GameStop and I'm like who who's greenlighting this? Like that that was news this week at CinemaCon. Help me please. Yeah. Why man? What's the point? Like, we're just gonna I don't know, re- maybe
1: it has a great script.
0: It's releasing October 20th, 2023. Okay, sure, sure. I guess I'm like, just
1: excited for Mission Impossible Seven, bro.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Ex- oh, I don't dude. think they did. They showed footage today. I don't think they did. Um, Dune 2, hype, hype as hell. I don't need Willy Wonka. Two Grants Oompa Loompa. Like, what the hell? That's
1: that's one that could be really interesting, actually. Because if you really think about Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas, it's messed up.
0: (laughs) But they're not going to show all the messed up stuff, are they?
1: I'm just saying, well, I don't know. I'm just saying it's portrayed as this, you know, like, kind of funny thing. It's really dark when you think about it. No, it I is. Know, I would I I mean, hey, I wouldn't mind if they explore that. Not saying they will, but anyways, continue.
0: Uh and then the big one for me, Craven the Hunter is R rated? Okay, Sony maybe? Yeah. Like, that's interesting. I. and apparently, by the way, I have you heard about Kind of the whole thing with this, because have you heard anything like more or minus that it's already? Because there's one no. piece of this that um I think is important. Detail. Uh okay, wait, 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 I have to find it because I want to make sure I do this properly. Um Russell Crowe's in the movie as whatever his father. What the hell. Okay. Uh so what what the hell? And uh Alessio, or no, I don't even know how to say this guy's name. You can look it up. Basically, the villain of this movie looks to be the rhino. Okay. And I'm like, huh? huh. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, well,
1: I I get it. I mean, you know, it's... Craven goes after animals, quote-unquote.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just. We've talked about this at length, you know, in our private, in private. But we can talk about it here. I what the hell is Sony doing with this freaking Spider Verse? Like even, even Kevin Feige. I don't think they know. Of some of these movies. Like Kevin Feige now is in the producer's chair for Madam Web, like mm-hmm. he's co-producing it. And I think it's because I generally think what happened is. He watched Morbius and called up Sony and went, "What the fuck are you guys doing? Can I produce some of these films?" Like I genuinely think that.
1: Yeah, I mean, anti-hero comic book movies—you know, where you where you have a villain or a character that's traditionally a villain, and you put them in like the not hero, but you know, anti-hero position. They don't normally go over well. (laughs) I mean, Morbius,
0: you know, Venom is... Venom's funny. Both of the movies are pretty damn funny. But
1: it's not not great. That's
0: that's the thing. I feel like with Venom, it's not supposed to be great. It's supposed to be kind of a gag. And I think Tom Hardy is actually a really good Venom. I genuinely don't have a problem with those movies. I really don't have a problem with those movies and everything I'm hearing about the third one. says it's going to be some like multiverse thing. I'm all for that. If he had, here's the thing. It is Tom Hardy's the last time playing Venom. Have him fight Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Let's just move on. I want to see it. I want to see it. I'm good with it. Apparently he's part of writing the script. So he's very much in tune with the movie. Um, The director is the one who did like a bunch of the animation I forgot her name, but she's pretty awesome. So what she's done with the Venom movies is great. But then, but that's part of my problem with this universe too. Like, if we're gonna have Venom, right, be Venom. I don't know if you watched Morbius yet. I watched no, I it. Never will. It's fine. We, you should watch it though. But like, I, it's a terrible movie, um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but like, Venom has a certain like, this universe with both of the Venom movies, right? has a certain like playful funny tone the movies aren't great but they have a little fun and then yeah. M- morbius comes in and just goes my, 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 my. it's like what the f-? like no this is not how this is like literally literally jared leto like screams like okay so quick morbius thing that i find funny he calls this dude his so the the villain right his name's supposed to be lucian Or whatever, Luchon, whatever. And their opening scene is when they're kids, or one of the scenes is when they're kids, and he just calls this guy, the villain, who's their best friends apparently. Uh, Again, spoilers for Morbius. Who cares? Okay, whatever. Um, He goes in and he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, your name, I'm going to call you Milo because everyone that comes in here dies immediately. So I just named them Milo. And then he lives another 20 years and he freaking keeps the name like imagine someone coming up to you and going i never heard of you before i'm just gonna call you milo that's our only interaction you're just gonna keep the name for 20 years the fuck like what yeah. like i don't and then the, the the fucking oh my god like i don't i i, I just
1: it's like han solo from star wars i guess yeah
0: i my whole thing like i just like Basically I think with universes you have to have like somewhat of a consistent tone. Like you feel like God's. I finished the the Monsterverse, Godzilla and Kong. All those movies are pretty much the same, but they're damn fun. I liked them, but they have a pretty damn consistent tone. Planet of the Apes is a pretty damn consistent tone. The MCU, for what it's worth, at least the first 3 phases had a consistent tone. Sony is just like first event and movies are funny. The, the first Morbius movie is going to be weird. They're also picking like dumb villains. Like they're doing an El Morto movie. They're doing like another weird villain. Like I, I'm just like. Yo like why are we throwing out all these. And by the way. You're expected to tell me. That all of these movies are supposed to live up to a sinister six movie. When they're all anti-heroes. Like how is that going to work? Yeah that's weird. I just don't. Uh, I'm so annoyed. But it's like. I'm so annoyed because at this point at this point Marvel's committed to merging them in some way. That commitment is done. After No Way Home, that commitment is done. Yeah. So how do they even approach that? I don't know. Like
1: You do you do an amazing Spider-Man 2 and pretend like it didn't happen. Okay. Change Jamie Foxx's teeth and hair. Um, you know. Yeah, no, I mean like Ignore what they set up with him and made the Spider Man 2.
0: Well, I mean, they don't have know. to ignore it because they rebooted his whole character in No Way Home. But, like,
1: yeah. no, that, that, that's what I mean. Like, if, if it's bad enough, like Morbius, just start scratch in the Sinister yeah. Six Spider Man, whatever movie.
0: They're, yeah, but it's like, well, so you're going to do a Sinister Six movie and maybe Tom Hardy's not going to be in it? Like, what the? F- what? What are we doing? Like, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. just so confused with what Sony's doing. I'm so confused. So with what they. Sony's doing Warner Bros. I think had a fairly good presentation. I guess, by I the way, Warner Bros. can you talk about Warner Bros. for a second? Why you don't like them? Like, what's why, their history?
1: They're, why they're the worst studio in existence? How much time do we got? Uh, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> a good bit still. Um, so
0: uh, yeah, I I mean, they have a bunch of lawyers that's part of it, but like there's a bigger history yeah like, paparazzi thing, which I think
1: Oh, the paparazzi thing is that's the best um yeah,
0: you can tell that story
1: so if you don't know, Warner Brothers created the paparazzi back in the I want to say the fifties um. And the original intention of them was to act as like security for their stars uh, so they could enjoy, you know, a a kind of normal life out in the public, not have people come bombard them, whatever. They'd keep people away and uh, which is great. Sorry, no, they didn't create that. Somebody else did, but all the other studios adopted it. Um, but it was Warner Brothers who said okay these people are with them all the time so what if we make money off of it and have them take pictures of them and make news articles about it great idea so that's what happened then it caught on because they were like oh yeah they're making money doing that we should do it too (laughs) so the paparazzi that we all hate uh, you can blame Warren Bros. for that. Um, and the other thing, you know, it's known in the industry that they screw people over a lot. Um,
0: Look at what they did with uh, Henry Kelly.
1: Yeah. And here's a great example of this um, Walmart is a company with 2 million employees. For all those employees, they have 200 lawyers. Okay. That's a lot of lawyers, yes, but it's a two-million-person company. You need a lot of lawyers when you have that many employees. Now, Warner Brothers is a company of 8,000 people, and they have 900 lawyers.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: It's 12% of the company is lawyers because they get sued so much for screwing people over.
0: It's so ridiculous.
1: Um. Or well, they attempt to sue them, but you know they have nine hundred lawyers, so good luck. <laughs> um.
0: Anyways, I could go on for years about why I hate them and why they're terrible. Um. You want me to go on about something different? What I've been watching this week. Sure. Yeah. I have finally decided to dip my toe into the disaster film genre. <laughs> to much horrible mm. acclaim. Roland Emmerich. a good one. Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin. What the fuck are these movies? How do you guys come up with these damn ideas? Okay, so I decided, because whatever, I'm at work, right? I need some audio, right? So I was like, screw it. I'm going to put on Geostorm. I was like, all right, fine, fine, frick it, put it on. What the, what? Okay, so I get it. And this is Dean Devlin, director. But again, they're like the same freaking person because they just do the same thing. They work on stuff together, whatever. This is Dean Devlin's directorial debut. This movie had like a bunch of damn reshoots. Basically, they create us. they create a system called Dutch Boy. Literally, it's called Dutch Boy, which basically is able to like take control of the weather. And then it's like, oh, who's screwing with it? The vice president is. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's go up into space and fix it. Well, they didn't know about the vice president thing. Let's go up in space and fix it and whatever. While all of this... And then if it doesn't get fixed, we have a geostorm, which is basically a bunch of freaking disasters happening at once. Meanwhile, throughout the movie, freaking they're, they're in Hong Kong and the freaking... Like get like literal gas that's on the street opens the road up in like million of pieces. There's tornadoes. Not to, mention,
1: there. not to mention the 1989 IMAC graphics that they have for the CGI.
0: Oh, the C by the way, that CGI is ho- like justice league level bad. Like I was, and I didn't take much notice of it until I saw the water and I was like, What the hell? What is this water? It looks like cartoonish. I'm like, what is this? Like and also, it's like, and also the funny part is, so first off, and Mr. Sunday movies, the Weekly Planet guys, they're they're super funny. That's actually why I watched the movie because they were talking about it. And they were like, they were talking about the open one of the opening scenes. Uh, Jared Butler's character, the main guy who ran, runs the whole thing is like, hey, we, well, we <laughs> saved a bunch of people, right? So at the beginning, they're able to save a bunch of people from disasters. And he's in this meeting with, like, U.S., whatever, US, a U.S. comedian. They go, you shouldn't have done that. I'm like, what? And they're like, you're fired for complaining about that. And I love how um, one of the Mr. Sunny Movies guys goes, he's like, if that happened in real life, Twitter would be on flames. Twitter would explode. Mm-hmm. Because they're just like, what? You fired the guy who saved half the planet. And you have to bring him back because yeah. half the planet is exploding, like, freaking... An hour later into the damn movie. I'm like, what the hell? And then I and then I followed and no that up. No one says anything. Yeah, no one says crap. And then I followed it up by watching Moonfall. Moonfall is somewhat better. It's somewhat better. But I'm like, Halle yeah. Berry's in this damn movie. Why is she in this damn? And by the way, this this idea, Roland Emmerich. So when I thought of the movie Moonfall, I was like, okay, this idea is interesting, right? like okay what if the moon went out of orbit and like crashed into our planet like that sounds somewhat interesting like how would they fix that right like we
1: wouldn't like, we'd be dead
0: right but it's like how hypothetically let's say there was a way we could fix it that's that sounded interesting for me as a premise and then i watch no, it sure
1: yeah for a sci-fi and, movie yeah
0: yeah and then i watch it and go Oh, well I don't know the specific wording that they use. By the way, the character that like there's always a divorced freaking dad in these movies with just thought, whatever. And then there's this yeah. like weird guy who's trying to be like I know what's happening. I and, by the way, that guy's annoying in this movie. His his freaking hair, like his freaking beard style is annoying, super freaking annoying. And then it's like and then it's like um and all, and there's some there's some COVID inspiration in this movie, which I found hilarious, which I'll talk about. But it's like instead of like, oh, what if the moon falls to Earth? No, the moon is an AI construct that attacks electricity, and so that's why it's fall. Yeah, and then, so that's why it's fall. That's why it's falling to Earth. Because that is the try-
1: dumbest thing I've ever
0: heard so like basically so basically so i'll, I'll be gonna try to explain this for a second so basically what's happening in the in the moon is it's not a planet it's this like weird construct ai construct built by our ancestors so that, that things will get revealed mm-hmm. later in the movie i'm gonna spoil this movie don't watch it, it fucking sucks i'm gonna spoil these trash movies when i watch them so basically the the moon is not like the moon right it's an ai thing That was built by aliens, which was our ancestors, like previous humans that built this like AI world. So they decided to build the moon. And what happens is the moon. So essentially, I don't think it's like the moon. I think it's just like there's like something in the AI that decides, Okay, we need to attack planet Earth so we can reset all life. Right. We have 10 minutes and I'm going to finish this because who cares? The Movie sucks. And then we're going to go. And then so, so it goes in, so basically they're like, the best way to attack planet Earth is to make the moon, like, shoot fucking, fucking moon craters at the fucking spaceships, and then, and then like, and then, and then electricity attracts them, and then at the end of the movie, the guy who realized that the moon is whatever Uh, that the moon is like doing this and like running out of orbit basically dies to save the planet earth and it's like save the planet earth but there was fucking meteors flying freaking by the way there's looting in this movie there's literal people that are freaking (laughs) looting on earth trying to like kill each other for all of these supplies while literally earth is fucking dying i don't understand why and then, and then at the end of the movie, I'm going rapid because the movie fucking stupid. At the end of the movie, one of the kids, Halle Berry's kid, is like calling. So they, they escape, right? The two astronauts escape at the end. The other guy doesn't, but the other guy, so basically his mother has dementia. So his, mo- this, this actually makes sense. This, his mother has dementia. So the construct that he sees, so the other astronaut sees his son explain all of this shit that I just explained to you about the AI. And that's why he comes up with the idea of how to fix the moon. Because, of course, the government was planning to nuke the moon. Why the fuck would you nuke the moon when it's coming right after? Anyway, so i uh, have eight minutes in this. We're, I'm going to finish up. So basically, so the two astronauts come back. They come, they're come. they able to come back to Earth because AI, whatever. Because this guy, the other guy that knew it was going to happen is there, right? He's good to go. Um, right, he, he died to save them right so they come back to earth and they're all celebrating and it's like and then but i'm like oh and then and as they're landing they're like for some reason the kid who calls like his mother which is Halle berry goes why are you guys by the chrysler building and i'm like is this like random cut like they're just talking about oh yeah i'm she goes yes i'm safe i'm safe and he's like why are you guys by the Chrysler building? Like, where was the conversation from Halle Berry's side to explain the Chrysler building? And by the way, they're not by the Chrysler building. They're at some random ass mountain in the middle of goddamn Antarctica or some bullshit. Like, where's this line coming yeah, from? That seems
1: very out of left field.
0: Yes. And then and then okay, so you know, I remember the construct thing that I mentioned earlier? How like they see like a construct of their mind that explains the earth or whatever? So the guy that quote unquote dies from whatever decides dies, right? Doesn't come back to earth. The moon decides to upload an AI version of him. And, and this oh my- is how the movie ends. He's an AI version of himself. The moon creates an AI version of him and then creates the AI construct of his mother and his cat. And then the end of the movie is, and, and then, <laughs> the end of the movie his cat. Yes. Because the cat's a big part of him as well. His name is like Fluffy or whatever, and then so so at the end of the film, at the end of the film, I gotta finish up because we're about to run out of time. But at the end of the film, at the end of the film, he's like there. His mother goes, his mother goes. He goes, "Am I dead?" He goes, "No, we up. You're on the moon now. You live on the moon. You're an AI construct. We uploaded you into the moon." And then she goes, and then the mother goes, "We have work to do." And he goes, "Huh?" Movie ends. Fucking
1: it in the book. Work. Work. Wow. Yeah, I remember when we were in the theater seeing Spider-Man and we saw the preview for that. It was our first it was our first time seeing a trailer for it. And we both just turned to each other. I remember it so clearly, and we were like, that's either gonna be really great or really rad. <laughs>
0: It's not the rich crap. Why the original concept makes more sense than the actual concept? Why is the Why is the moon in AI that's trying to attack technology and decides to attack Earth through the fucking moon instead of Oh hey, our moon is falling to planet Earth and we need to do something about it. What the That's
1: much more interesting to me at least. (laughs)
0: Like
1: I don't know. God, well, thanks for watching it for me. Appreciate it. Yeah, no,
0: no, I did. Um... I had it on. Why did Helly like? What the hell? Uh, I wanted to finish that really quick. I was just so confused by the ending. Like, why are we? Uh, You know what's funny though? I want to see a. They were clearly thinking of a sequel. Yeah, I want to see Moonfall 2 now because I just want to see what the hell's up with that dude. Like, and there's but seriously, like there's scenes with like fucking looters and it's like the planet is about to explode and then there's the guys come at the the kid in the car oh and by I'm the way the plot of uh, the main guy's son right I forget the guy's the actor's name how we get introduced to the son is he's 18 years old doesn't have a driver's license and goes on a car chase with cops and they have to bail him out that's how we get introduced to the son Who's like a main character on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, what? And then he's like, thanks for bailing me out, Dad. And then they leave. And then they have to deal with all these damn looters trying to get. I'm like, well, the world's the ending. The world's ending. Why are you fucking trying to shoot people? The world's fucking ending. And all you care about is getting oxygen from people. Like, you think you're going to freaking live?
1: Yeah, that's that's stupid.
0: Next is No other way be to on put my... it. Next disaster movie on my list. Now that I'm watching is 2012. I want to see how fucking dumb that movie is.
1: Cause that movie it's made a bad genre.
0: I want, well, yeah, cause Dean Lev- Devlin and Roland Emmerich very just get fucking genre. money. I want to see how that movie ends. I've read about it, but I want to watch it and see how it ends. Cause I think that movie's freaking dumb. I think the idea of 2012 is hilarious.
1: It anyway, is so any very...
0: final thoughts on <laughs> Moonfall or GeoStore?
1: <laughs> no, none. We've dragged them through the dirt enough tonight.
0: Yeah, I got, I'm going to be honest. Rowan, and Emmerich Dean Devlin have better ideas. The moon is an AI. The moon is an AI. Really? That's the dumbest
1: thing I've ever heard. That's, that's even dumber than putting Ezekiel Elliott at center.
0: Like, I, 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 I was like, I, like, halfway through the movie, I was like, I was like, oh, there's something going on. The moon's out of orbit. And then it's like, oh, it's because it's an AI construct. The fuck? Like, no, that's not how this should work. Why did Halle Berry agree to be in this movie? Is she that broke? I want to ask her that question.
1: I don't know. She's been in quite a few duties, though. Catwoman. This. uh.
0: Yeah. All right. We're running out of time. We tortured you long enough. Shane, thanks for coming on. Uh, This is our special episode two of the Sports Ethos Chargers podcast. Hope you all enjoy me raving about fucking Moonfall. If you want to tell us how far you get through, I, I would recommend Moonfall just to see how fucking confused you all would be. But, uh, follow us at eat those chargers. Follow me at our slow. See, you know, Shane's tags from the previous episode. Uh, thanks sure. for hopping on Shane as we tortured our audience with dumb movies right. and dumb ideas. Oh yeah. Gotta love it. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> see you soon, Shane. Thanks for hopping on. We'll get the draft show out next week. Hope you'll enjoy this special episode of, cinema con and dumb movies i guess um pretty much all right well thanks shane have a great rest of your night everybody and we'll see you all soon see ya see ya